You're listening to the Learn Like a CPA podcast, where we talk about all things real estate, tax strategy, and personal finance. Whether you're a real estate investor looking to scale your portfolio, or you're an individual wanting to take your financial freedom journey to the next level, this is a podcast for you. Welcome back to the Learn Like a CPA podcast. Today we're gonna be talking about cryptocurrency. The IRS is coming after your crypto. Uh, 2021 is the second year in a row where they actually ask about your crypto activity on the first page of your tax return. The question says, if at any time during 2021 did you receive, sell, exchange, or otherwise dispose of a financial interest in a virtual currency. And why does this matter? Well, the Senate Finance Committee and the IRS Commissioner have come out and said that the IRS is missing out on approximately $1 trillion in tax revenue every single year from tax cheats and crypto evaders. So they're going to crack down on those transactions. And they actually issue what are called John Doe summons, where basically the IRS asks a company like a Coinbase or a Kraken or any other large crypto platform and, and tells them that they need to report the earnings of large crypto users, people who have thousands of transactions. The IRS is putting pressure on these crypto agencies. So we'll expect in the near future that they will send out statements similar to like a Vanguard or a Fidelity would as far as how they report their transactions. Big picture, a taxable crypto event occurs anytime you sell your crypto, exchange or barter your crypto, receive crypto for services performed. Simply buying and holding crypto is not a taxable event. Let's get into some of the taxable events. So selling crypto at a gain or loss. Well, there's an IRS notice that basically treats, that says that crypto is treated like property. So it, it follows similar gain or loss rules that normal property was. So you're going to have a short-term or a long-term capital gain on your crypto based on the, the holding period. So for example, if I bought Bitcoin for $5,000 and I sold it six months later, for $10,000, I have a short-term capital gain. It's gonna be the difference between the $10,000 that I sold it for and the $5,000 that I purchased it for. And because it being less than a year, it's a short-term capital gain. Short-term capital gains are anything you buy and sell within a year, a uh, year or less, and a long-term capital gain is anything that you buy and sell uh, a year or later. Now, in, in that particular transaction, I would have a $5,000 capital gain, and it would be taxed at short-term capital gains rates. Well, what are short-term capital, what are short-term rates? They're actually ordinary income tax rates. So by buying and selling crypto, a stock in less than a year, you're taxed higher than if you were to hold on to that stock or crypto for at least a year. In a scenario where let's say somebody's in a 24% marginal tax bracket and they sell a crypto in a short-term capital gain, there, they have to pay extra taxes than if they were to sell it long-term. Long-term long capital gains are zero, 15, and 20. And, and in this example, if, if I were to held the crypto for at least a year, I would be paying 15% compared to 24%. And, and that's a 9% ROI swing just based on the holding period. So a call to action would be if, if you have a crypto or any sort of stock or security where you've held on to it for say 10 or 11 months, look into it to see, okay, is it, is it a winner? How long do I have to dump it? Because if you hold on to it for at least a year, 
you're going to be taxed more favorably than if you were to sell it within a year or less. So that's how crypto works as far as gains go. If you have losses, uh, they're calculated kind of similar. If I if I buy, bought it for five and now it goes down to three, well, I have a $2,000 loss that I can use uh, against other stocks or potentially against my income. Exchanging crypto for other crypto is a taxable event. Exchanging crypto for other crypto is a taxable event. What I mean by this is if, let's go back to that example. If I had five, if I bought Bitcoin for $5,000 and I exchanged it for at the time, $10,000 worth of Ethereum. So I bought Bitcoin for $5,000 fair market United States dollars and that Bitcoin went up in value and now I exchanged it for $10,000 of Ethereum, let's say Ethereum. I have a capital gain, again, on the difference between the $10,000 fair market value of the Ethereum and the $5,000 that I paid the, for the Bitcoin. Um, it's a taxable event. Even though I never received the cash, all I did was swap currencies, it is a taxable event. And it follows the same rules as we just kind of worked on where the short-term, the long-term capital gains based on the holding period. This creates a problem though, and it's called the wherewithal to pay problem. It's just a fancy, wherewithal is a fancy term that accountants and lawyers use to basically explain a client or somebody is not able to make a payment. Because I have a taxable event there, the difference between the $5,000 that I paid and the $10,000 that it's worth now. However, I actually don't ha physically have the cash to make the payment, right? So I have a $5,000 capital gain that let's say I have to pay, you know, 15% on, right? So I have to pay $750 in taxes on this capital gain, but I I've never actually sold the coin. I've never realized the cash. So it creates what's called a wherewithal to pay problem because I have a tax bill coming, but I actually don't have the cash to pay it. And, and unfortunately, what does that mean? Well, I might have to sell the crypto, in order to pay the tax bill that I just created. And selling the crypto is another taxable event. So you can see how clustered and confusing uh, some of these crypto tax rules can be. So again, uh, selling crypto is gonna be a taxable event. Exchanging crypto for other crypto is also a taxable event. Bartering crypto for purchases or products. So this is gonna be pretty, pretty new, but they actually have this in other countries where you can, let's say, exchange your Bitcoin, your Ethereum for either services or products. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a day where you can actually just go through the Starbucks drive-through, show them your Coinbase app, and buy a cup of coffee with it. That's going to be a taxable event. That is a taxable event. You know, if I have, let's say I have a dollar worth of Bitcoin, and now it's worth $3, and I take that dollar of Bitcoin that I bought, and I buy a $3 Starbucks coffee, that's going to be a taxable event. Um, between the dollar that I paid, the $3 that I received, I have a $2 capital gain. And, and, and again, that, again that, that's going to create a wherewithal problem because I traded my Bitcoin for a coffee. I dr obviously drank the coffee. It doesn't provide any more monetary value to me, but I created a taxable event that I have to pay taxes on. Uh, so, and, and even, even companies like Tesla are starting to receive uh, crypto in exchange for their cars. So you can imagine that's going to be a taxable event also. If, if, if I bought $20,000 $20, worth of Bitcoin 
and now it's worth 50,000 and I take that $50,000 of Bitcoin and I go and buy a Tesla with it, I have a capital gain on the difference between what I paid for the Bitcoin, $20,000, and what I eventually sold the Bitcoin for or exchanged it for the car. In that same example, I have a tax bill due, even though I don't physically have any cash to pay the taxes. So be very careful when you're going to uh, when when you are going to exchange crypto for other crypto or exchange crypto for services or products, because you're going to create if if you're dealing with large amounts of transactions, tens, thousands, hundreds of thousand dollars worth of transactions, you're going to create a wherewithal problem for yourself because you're going to have a taxable event, but you're not going to have the actual cash to pay the tax bill. Receiving crypto for services performed is a taxable event. So if I if I provide a service, let's say I mow, mow lawns or walk dogs, whatever it is that I do, and I receive crypto for that, I have a taxable event. It's going to be taxed at the fair market value of the of the day that I receive the crypto. So if I let's say I do a big project and I tell somebody, hey, give me half a Bitcoin or give me a quarter of a Bitcoin, whatever that whatever that is worth at the day that I receive it is going to be how much I realize when I go to do my financial statements, right? So I would take, let's say I received a uh, one Bitcoin, I would look at what a Bitcoin is worth that particular day that I received it. That would essentially replace the cash that I was supposed to receive. And that's how it's, that's how it's taxed. And again, that, that creates another wherewithal problem to pay because I receive a Bitcoin for my services performed I owe taxes on that money just like any if I was to receive cash or a check or a card. I, I have to pay taxes on that, but I, I still have a physical, I have a coin. I do not have the physical cash. So what do I have to do? I have to sell the coin in order to pay the tax bill, which creates another taxable event, right? Selling crypto is a taxable event. Also, if I was to receive crypto for, say, rent, if I had, if I had a tenant and he's like, hey, I can't... Um, you know, I don't have the cash. I don't. I can't give you a check, but I can give you crypto. That's also a taxable event. I I recognize the rent with crypto, right? And it'd just be like if I was to receive cash or a check, but it would be for crypto. And also keep in mind too, is if you are self-employed and you're going out and you're receiving crypto for the services that you provide, you're also going to be subject to self-employment tax on that crypto that you receive. One of the things that one of the things that's interesting about crypto that we don't have with stocks and securities is the wash sale rule. It it doesn't apply to crypto currently. So to understand the wash sale rule, you have to under you have to understand that for stocks and securities, a wash sale occurs anytime when you sell a stock at a loss and you immediately buy that same stock back within 30 days. So if I if I had let's say $50,000 of Google and it went down to 30,000. I sold it at 30,000 and I immediately bought it right back. That $20,000 loss that I that I had, the IRS will not allow me to recognize that loss because there's no substance, there's no economic substance of the transaction going on there. I sold the stock and I bought it back the same day. So that's with stocks and securities. Essentially that $20,000 loss, I wouldn't be able to take it. I would have to bury it in my cost basis and eventually get the get the loss when I do go to sell that stock. 
With crypto, it's a little bit different because crypto is treated as property. The wash sale rule doesn't apply to crypto. So in that same example, if I had $50,000 worth of Bitcoin at the peak and I bought it for 50,000 and I sold it for 30,000 and immediately bought it right back, I, I have my $30,000 worth of Bitcoin, no, nothing's changed, except I get to, I get to take that $20,000 loss that I created and I can use that loss and apply it to other capital gains. Maybe I have stocks that have gains or maybe I have other crypto that have gains. You can cr pretty much create a loss out of thin air and use that to apply to other capital losses. Again, this is under current rule. The, um, the new administration has been talking about uh, getting rid of the wash sale rule with, a, with the pending uh, legislation, but we haven't seen it come across yet. So again, uh, as this podcast is being recorded, it is the wash sale rule does not apply to crypto. Uh, so careful consideration and planning needs to be done uh, when you're thinking about using this strategy, the wash sale rule. So some best practices for reporting crypto. So ultimately crypto is reported on form 8949 and then it goes on your schedule D of your 1040. Cryptocurrency reporting is a nightmare. Uh, please use a crypto tax tracker. So there's apps like coin tracker where they'll go across your different types of wallets and they will go pick out different transactions. So if you move crypto from one wallet to another, or you bought it from this wallet and exchanged it to this wallet, they will go in and, and track those transactions. Your tax preparation fees will go up if you deal with crypto 100%. If you have tons of crypto transactions, expect to pay more for tax preparation and, and tax planning. Thanks for tuning into the show today, guys. We covered a lot. We talked about what is a taxable event, how to, how to calculate taxes, exchanging crypto for other crypto, receiving crypto for services. We talked about walking dogs for crypto. We talked about the wash sale rule. We talked about using crypto to buy Starbucks, all these different types of things involving cryptocurrency, and you gotta know the tax implications for them. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you leave a review and let me know what you wanna see on the next podcast. And also coming up, I will be speaking at an event in Nashville from June 6th to the 8th. It'll be a short-term rental wealth conference. There's gonna be speakers from all over the country. You're gonna to get tons of value and tons of content. And if you're interested in attending, I'll leave a link in the show notes below. Thanks again.